0: Have gotten on Facebook? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't been on it for weeks. Yeah, what made you go on it? I had nothing to do this morning. I was no. just like scrolling around. It's not even on my phone anymore. Wow. So you had to go to your computer? Yeah, because I was Christmas
2: shopping online. And then oh gosh. And then it sucked me in. I got a notification. It sucked
0: me in. You
2: guys have seen the um, what's the documentary everyone's talking about? Yes. Like I told you guys all You're to the watch it. it. Yes. The social
1: Dilemma. That was really good. So the guy who did The Social Dilemma was interviewed in a podcast. Do you ever listen to Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard? They just had him on. Chris was just saying the stuff that he was sharing. Some Extra more stuff. information Some more stuff. <clears> on
0: top of that. <clears throat> well,
1: Facebook morning. Great. <clears throat> Wonderful. In
0: the name of Jesus. Hello, Shine. Wait, are you ready? What is that? Do You have coffee on your nose. <laughs> Oh, that's cute, Kate. Oh, my gosh. it's new Welcome, of- Shine Podcast <laughs> listeners. This is Beth. This is Kate. And we are here with our good friend, our yeah. true friend, Lisa Schwartz today. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. So glad to have you here. Yes. Lisa was born and raised in Columbiana. She's a Columbiana grad, a YSU grad, and she's been married to Rob for 25 years, just celebrated. They have three adult children, a son-in-law, a daughter-in-law, and three precious grandsons (laughs) that are the the delight of her life. Mm -hmm. Lisa and Rob, Rob have been part of the Upper Room family for over 15 years, and she's been doing life with us in our small group for about 14 of those years, almost 15. She's a personal trainer. She's found her sweet spot. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook, and she is amazing. Thank yes. Some days I have to like just swipe. <laughs> she, she's a monster. And I'm sitting on the couch eating popcorn, watching her do her, <laughs> her squat, watching her workout. <laughs> She's also a beautiful gardener. Yeah. She flowers and vegetables. She's amazing. So, and her and Rob were in the garden tour yes. of the chamber or something. What was that? I
2: wanted to ask how yeah. that went. That was the Columbiano Women's Club. And there were, they called it the Town and Country um, Garden Tour. So they took two gardens from in town, which was me and Rob, our garden, and then Kathy Reese, our neighbor, who does flower gardens. Okay. And then they had two country gardens, and it was awesome. I loved it. We saw all kinds of people coming through from every age group. Even someone as young; she was thirteen. She goes to Heartland, and she wanted to start her own garden, so she stopped in oh to gosh. to see what I was up to and to see if she could learn anything from me. And I was just, I just loved it.
0: Yes, so awesome. she's amazing. It's on Thank my you. bucket list to plant a English cottage garden. How beautiful! And I know nothing. So I'm going to be hanging out with Lisa this spring. <laughs> Having her over to help me with my overgrowing hostas. I'll be
1: there. <laughs> Is an English cottage garden just flowers? Or are you Yes, planning no flowers food as well.
0: Flowers I mean, that are okay. kind of messy looking. Yeah.
2: They have a certain look. I think I'll good. Yeah, Barnes they're not like
0: pristine. Okay, good. You read okay, it. I'm going to start learning right now. You read it and then come over to my I'm house coming. and help me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're so happy to have you here, Lisa. Thanks, Beth. So tell us, who or what turned your light on?
2: Well, as anybody knows, when you look back on your story, you can kind of see where the hand of God was before you were actually following Him. So I was born and raised Catholic and always went to church. And I also came from a broken home. So when I was at my mom's, we went to church. And when I was at my dad's, we didn't. I always had religion in my life, I guess you could say. But I had an aunt who lived in California. She was a born-again Christian. And occasionally she would send letters or books, and she would just plant her little seeds about Jesus. And later, um, much later, after I was married, my sister and her husband were going to an Assemblies of God church. Rob and I were wrestling. We were in our first year of marriage. It was really difficult. He was working a lot. I was going to school. We had our son Christian. My sister Michelle really could see what my need was. I didn't know what my need was. But she just kept inviting us to her church. She kept just being this little light, just with her presence and her words, her, her love. And she was definitely a new creation. I mean, I saw something was different in my sister, Michelle. One night, it was a really late night. What our first year of marriage was, Rob was working full-time as a golf profession down at East Liverpool Country Club. So when you work in that profession, you get up before the sun and you're at work. You stay till after the sun is down. You work all weekends and holidays. And then on Monday, your day off, you go golfing. So, and I thought once we got married, Rob would be home at five. We'd have dinner as a family every night. We'd spend every weekend up at the lake, you know, boating like I did growing up. And it was very different. So I remember one night Rob was out late and I was just so sad. I felt so lonely and I knew I needed God. And I got on my knees beside my bed. And all I knew to say was the, now I lay me down to sleep prayer.
1: Wow. I said
2: it with so much passion, tears pouring down my face. And after I prayed the now I lay me prayer, I said, God, I know you want more for my marriage. Please help me. And that that was it. So not long after that, I was watching the news. Something happened. There was an Ebola breakout in Texas talk about the fear of God entering you. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, the end of the world is coming. I genuinely believed (laughs) the end of the world was coming. And I didn't know if I was going to heaven or hell, but I knew I wanted to go to heaven. And I knew my sister Michelle knew she was going to heaven. So I called her. I was like, Michelle, can I come down and and talk to you? I need to talk to you. She's like, yeah, come on over. So I go to Michelle's house and I told her, and I love how God used my absolute selfish motive to get into heaven. I said to Michelle, how can I be a born-again Christian? What is this? Like what do you what is this? She's oh well, let me take you through the Bible. What she basically did was took me through the Roman road. She showed me scriptures. She asked me questions about my beliefs, if I need a savior and all that. And at the end she's like, okay, do you want to just pray a prayer and surrender your life to Jesus and invite him into your heart? I say, like, yes. So we close our eyes. She leads me in this prayer. I say verbatim what she says. Amen. We open our eyes and she is, okay, that's it, Lisa. You're going to heaven. I said, what? That's it? Like, it's that easy? She's like, yes. She's like, yes. But now Jesus wants to talk to you. And he wants a relationship with you. So she gave me her Bible. And she said, start reading at the book of John. And he's going to talk to you, Lisa. My eyes were like, oh, my gosh. And my jaw has just dropped. And I'm like, I can't believe this! this. This simple. I'm going to heaven. Oh, my gosh. And I just felt so excited about this new thing I just found. So I'm on my way home. She lived down near Calcutta. I'm on my way home, and the whole way, I'm just like, the sun was brighter, and the colors were brighter, and I was just so excited. I was going to open that Bible, and Jesus was going to talk to me. So I get home, I open that Bible, and Jesus starts talking
0: to me. Mm-hmm.
2: I haven't put it down since.
0: It was You were in your different. young 20s then, right?
2: Yes. So we were married when we got... We were 23. We got married. That was about 24 And I'll be 49 in 10 days. So I started reading the Bible, and I I started being able to understand the Bible. I tried many times in my walk with religion to open the Bible when I was in a time of need or something really scary was happening in life, and I just couldn't read it. It was so foreign. And then giving my life to Christ and inviting Him in, saying, I do want this. I want a relationship with you. And then I'd open the Bible, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful, you did this for me? Oh my gosh. And I just remember every time I opened the word from that point on, just being in such awe of who this Jesus was and that he was my savior. He was my friend. And it was so real. It was so awesome. So I would say Michelle really got my light shining, but Mm -hmm. God used my fear and he allowed my selfish motive to be that invitation to say, come on, I have something better for you. And then it wasn't long after that, it was probably about three months after that, that Rob gave his life to Christ. And I'm so thankful that we came together because, I mean, we still struggle. We, I mean, you know how it is being married. It's just life is hard. The journey is hard. Parenting kids, trying to decide, this is how I was raised. This is how you were raised. How are we doing this with our kids? You know, it's just, it's been a rough journey. And I can't imagine either, number one, doing it alone as a born again Christian and my husband is not, or just never finding Christ. You know, that's my story.
0: (laughs) The beginning of your story. The beginning of my story. (laughs) Lots of stories. That was the beginning.
2: (laughs) It's been a long time, Kate. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It was wild because Rob, I didn't want to tell Rob. I was a little bit embarrassed. Uh, I hate to say that, but we had a friend in high school who became a born-again Christian. We just talked negatively about him. It wasn't a good thing to hear born-again. And so I didn't want to tell Rob, and I kind of hid it for a few weeks, but he could see like, my, the way I talked was different, the way I dressed was different, the way I was acting was different. And after a little while, my best friend, she had had enough, and she left an, on the answering machine. Remember we used to have answering machines uh-huh. on our home phones? <laughs> she left me a really nasty message, and Rob you know, got it. He's like, Lee, what's this all about? I was like, because she called me a reborn againer. She's like, I know you're one of those reborn againers. I could tell by the way you're talking and acting. And she was like really mad at me. I was like, I don't know what she's talking about.
0: (laughs) That's that's how Rob found
2: out. (laughs) So then later that afternoon, I was like, Rob, I have to tell you something. I am. I gave my life to Christ. He's like, oh, that's good, Lee. How'd that happen? You know, and he just asked me. (laughs) And then I was like, I want to go to Shell's church. So we started going. And then one day he has his own testimony, but he Mm. couldn't not go to the altar. The Lord was pulling him and drawing him. And then he's like, I could not not raise my hands. And then, you know, he gave his life to Christ. But he's got a really cool testimony, too.
0: So tell us, what lights you up?
2: Well, a lot of things light me up. But I'm going to have to say the one thing that lights me up the most is my family. I've always, always wanted to be a wife and a mom. My kids have been the light of my life. I just love being a mom. I love children. I love raising children. I love jumping into their little worlds and learning from them and just that awe that they have for life and discovery. Mm -hmm. And so they light me up like nothing else. Then I had grandchildren. And they're like, oh, my gosh. I know what really lights me up. Oh, my gosh. being Being a Mimi is the best thing in the world. When Christian started having his family and I was Mimi and taking care of Aiden, and then the twins were born. I was in the sweetest spot in my life, and then they moved away. But it's okay. I'm learning how to be a Mimi from a distance. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a process, and they still light me up, even though it's, it's kind of painful that they live so far away. But they light me up like crazy. I always thought maybe other children would light me up too, but they really don't light me up the way my family does. It's totally different. I have a teaching degree. I taught for a year, and I was like, no, I don't think that's quite it. And then I opened daycares because my dad had nursing homes, and so I was like, oh, I can bring my kids to work with me. That was my light. And I ran daycares for eight years, but still other children. They don't do to me what my own children and my own grandchildren can do for me. So my second light is um, ministering to women being a light for women, using the wisdom and the experience from my life to hopefully help them in the stage of life they're in. Because like I said, marriage can be really tough. You know, Raising Mm -hmm. your family, it's hard. And they face even more challenges today than I did when I was a young mom. So just being able to use my life experiences and, and spending time with younger women, I guess I could say.
1: But I appreciate how you do that inwardly and outwardly. I mean, the idea is to bring light to other people, but you do that Working towards people's inner lives, but also their outer lives, you know, their physical,
2: yes, but also their too.
1: internal health. Yeah. So wholeness all around. Wholeness, I mean, you yeah. can see that wherever you are, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or social media, but like in person, that <laughs> all of those things are really important
2: to you. Yeah. And that's how personal training has really been like the sweetest spot I found in the past, you know, several years, just because I'm, I only train women. You know, I I worked at Fitness Together for a couple of years. I trained men and women, and I realized I don't want to train men. They're stronger, they're bigger, they're, you know, they want different kinds of workouts, and I just want to stick to my
0: my own, I guess.
1: (laughs) Get him out of here.
2: I'm sorry, guys. I can't lift that 200-pound barbell for you.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe you could.
2: (laughs) Although I did not even hesitate last week when Mike is like, Mom, I need to find my PR for my bench press. Would you come and spot me? How privileged did I feel he felt safe <laughs> letting me spot him? He could, well, he ended up benching 185. And I was like, I got this. No problem. Like, if it starts falling, going down, I got this. And he had 100% confidence in me. That's amazing. So, but anyways, yeah, women, they, they light me up. And being in personal training now and training women, most of my clients are older women. They're either my age or older, and so many of them have been like, Lisa, you're a life coach. You're not just a personal trainer. You're a life coach. This yes. is my counseling session. Yes. I love to hear that because it is, it's so much more than just your physical well-being. I care about you inside and outside. Yeah, you know, I care about your heart. I care about your marriage. I care about your struggles, and I actually have opportunities to pour into women while, we're, while I'm sitting there training them for 50 minutes, and it's been awesome.
0: Can you share an experience where God has really seen you through some difficult times that you've gleaned and you you know that you know that God is there for you? You're able to pass that on to other people when they feel like they're struggling?
2: Yeah, in a lot of different circumstances, the Lord has proven that He's there. And I know that I know that I know that He is going to get me through and He's going to get you through. I guess the latest trial, the 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 last one that I would share was really difficult, and you know sometimes the struggles go through. Are you there, Lord? It was when Christian and Allison moved away with their with the three boy the grand boys. I literally now this is going to sound ridiculous, and you might think I'm exaggerating, but I am not. I cried every day for two years. Rob was scared. He did not, he couldn't touch me. He couldn't touch the wounds. He couldn't touch the pain. He couldn't even begin to comfort me. It was just a process I had to go through. And I did confess idolatry because I wondered, I mean, how could I, how could I be this down and this sad, this broken, you know, my son and his wife, they're happy. They're, they're, they're living their lives. They're doing what they feel called to do. And I, I wanted to honor that, but I was just devastated. Every day I was in those boys' lives, every day. And Aiden, more so, because he's two years older than the twins. So I did, honestly, for two years, crying, questioning the Lord, you know, where are you in this? Because I know you give us the desires of our heart. And I don't mean that in the way, like, I have this desire to be a mom, so Lord, give it to me. I don't mean it in that capacity. I've understood that scripture as he puts that desire in your heart because it's a gifting he's placed within you. It's a passion he birthed in, in you on purpose. That's a part of a life calling. So I knew my calling to being a mommy and then to being a Mimi, and then the boys were gone. And I just felt God was so cruel because I was like, but you can do anything. <clears throat> you know, you could have stopped them from moving. That was my mental state. So I had to, to go through the process of grieving and wrestling with the lies that I was listening to, that I would hear, just wrestling and just picking, making myself just pick up the Bible, read the word, read the truth, know the truth, meditate on the truth. You know, God's plans for me are good, not for harm. You know, he's going to prosper me. He's going to bring good out of something bad. And I had to believe his truths and convince myself. And I also knew I needed counseling. I just decided I'm going to sign up with Adele for a year. I committed a year. I need her help. She has tools. I need counseling. I need help getting through this. I can't get through this on my own. And again, there's Rob watching me cry and wrestle and try to get through this. And he knew he couldn't help me. And so God love him for just giving me my space. But sometimes I get mad at him, like, don't give me my space. Help me. Get over here. Hold me. Get over here. Get away from me. Get over here. here.
0: We're sorry, Rob. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so and of course I had my shine girls to have a group of ladies for is it fourteen years?
0: Yes. So to to have your
2: people, you know, people say it, it's your clan, it's your people. To have that, knowing that I'm covered in prayer. In those two two years, I I still wrestle at times. You know, they've been gone for three years now. But to have that covering by faithful women who know you that intimately, fourteen year relationships. And to check up on me and to say, I see you. I'm watching you. Let's go have coffee, Lee. You know, don't let yourself get into a dark place and just being loved and cared for and always being called higher. Like, I know what's, I know what you're made of, Lisa. You're going to make it through this. To have that was an important part too. And so those experiences, doing what I know I need to do, but also having surrounded myself, allowing women into my life was an important part of coming out of that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. darkness and that struggle
1: and that wrestle. And not going back there. And Monica just talked about this last week and the gratitude. Yes. It won't be last week.
0: On Thanksgiving week, People our holiday edition. Yes.
1: Week. Thanksgiving edition. Yeah, but Monica spoke about this on the Thanksgiving edition. And just her struggle with her kids moving away and her Tony yes. passing away. All within those couple of years and the process of that. You know, you're saying it took- Your identity changes. Took two years. Yes. yes. I look at you and I look at Monica and I'm so proud of you that the process is so difficult and you just kept going, Ugh. just kept going, just kept going. At times things look really dark and you're like, yes. I'm never getting out of this. Yes. But here we are. I just felt this way about Monica when Monica was sharing. I'm just so proud of her. <laughs> and I'm so proud of you for <laughs> being able to be at this point now and looking back. Uh. I mean... The growth and the beauty, and to how your passion is wholeness, but it's not something you want for other people. It's something that you you work on in yourself. Yes. Like you're such an example of that. You don't hold that to other people, but you hold yourself to that standard of mm. wholeness as well. Thank
2: you. You I,
0: know, our Shine group shines, it's like a life group. You know, our purpose is edifying, equipping, encouraging yes. women through small group relationships on their um, journey of personal destiny. And spiritual transformation. And it's been a privilege to walk through life and have a group of women like that. And I remember our very first Shine group, I asked everybody, you know, what was your passion? And Lisa's answer is the same today, except she didn't have grandkids back then. (laughs) But it's the same, like this passion has been burning in your heart, you know, 14, that was almost 15 years ago. Yes. That passion and to be able to walk alongside people and see their passion grow and just the journey that you're on. And, you know, there's high spots as a parent and low spots and confusing spots and having people to surround you and walk through that with you is helpful because you can tend to isolate, you know, yes, that's, that's Lisa's um, go-to <laughs> you know me mechanism. So yes. Isolate. <laughs> yes. And so we'll be like, Lisa, <laughs> but it's been a privilege to watch you grow. And I think when you, When you find that personal revelation and freedom and inspires the people around you, because, you know, our trials or tribulations or heartaches may be around different things, but... I think whenever you see someone who has breakthrough and gets set free, it's an invitation for you to do the same, that Jesus can help you have breakthrough, get freedom from areas in your life. And I think that community is so important. And yes. It helps us along the way. And I think it speeds up the process when you have people who are walking alongside of you. And Absolutely calling you. Well,
1: yeah. that's what we're called to be. You keep referring to the Bible and all of its truth. We are his hands. Yes. We are his feet. How does Jesus show up in the world most of the time? <laughs> it's us. Yes.
0: One thing that's that right. I have appreciated about you on your walk through all of this is Lisa's a journaler and... Mm-hmm. She reads her Bible and she listens to God and she journals what he says. And then in the midst of her forgetting, she'll go, she'll go back through her journals and she she'll read like this is what God said to me there. And sometimes you hang on to that like you you've lost it or you don't remember it in the moment. But when you go back and you remember what God has said to you and spoken to you and how he has brought you through many hardships and troubles, that's inspiring even though I don't journal, or when I do, I
2: <laughs> you rip them staple up. my <laughs> pages
0: together because I never want to go back and read them, and then I eventually rip them out and burn them.
1: Oh, bad. Jesus'
0: the best journaler ever.
1: She is, Thank but you. I think it's such a good thing to remember. I mean, this was my verse yesterday. I, I was reading through Psalm 42, and in the message version it says, when my soul is in the dumps, I rehearse everything I know of you. Oh, that's then God promises to love me all day, sing songs all through the night. My life is God's prayer. Mm. And that's the message, but I rehearse everything I know of you when my soul is in the dumps.
2: Yes, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, I have to. I, and I'm so thankful. It was Mrs. Dale, the first church. We, you know, we started going to Shell and Rick's church, and uh, Pastor and Mrs. Dale were awesome And so here I am, this little baby in Christ, and she was the best teacher. And one of the things she did and encouraged us to do was to journal. And so for 15 years – no, I'm sorry, 20 – I've been with the Lord for 23 years. I've been walking with him. So just about 22 years I think I've been journaling, but just remembering to take the time to write down what he's saying to you because you will forget when it gets dark and when you're in the dumps and when you're in that miry pit, you will forget. But to have those journals to go back to. And every November – and into December, I just started doing it. I read the journal from that year. So I'm starting in January. Well, actually start in December of the year before, December through January, and start reading the story that God's been writing.
0: Mm.
2: Isn't that awesome mm-hmm. to think about it that way? He's writing a story with you, and it's easy to not see when you're in the midst of it, but to look back and to just see his plans and his words and his kindness and how he's always there. Yes. I, that's what keeps me going. I mean, Mm -hmm. that he's so real. He loves each of us that way. And he wants to speak to us and encourage us and take us into our destiny. I don't want to miss that.
1: Yes.
0: You've mentioned this earlier about you are personal training and really life coaching because you I don't know if you advertise it like this, but you really care about spirit, mind and body. And so tell us how, how you're letting your light shine right now.
2: Well, personal training is a big way of allowing my light to shine. I didn't realize it would be in this capacity, but the women I'm training, like I said, they're my age or older. You know, I think what happens around this age is you just become so real. You don't have, at least this has been my experience with myself and with several of these women I'm training, we have nothing to hide. We have nobody to impress. We we haven't anybody we're putting a show on for. We're just at that age where we're like comfortable in our skin. I, I loved it when... One of my clients is like, okay, well, do you want me to do your measurements or do you want to do that at home yourself? She's like, I got nothing to hide. She lifts her shirt up, her little <laughs> belly sticks out. She's like, I've drank too much beer lately.
0: You know, and it's,
2: just like, <laughs> it's just like, we're real. And so I've had, I know God orchestrates too, the people that he's bringing in my direction that I'm training. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that. Like each woman that's under my care right now, it's a physical way I'm caring for them, but also i am I'm looking for Okay, where are they in their spiritual walk? Where are they in their marriage? You know, how are they dealing with their relationship with their kids? I just feel them out. And little by little, through questions and getting to know each other, through, you know, session after session, we just open up to each other. And they see my light shining for Jesus real fast because I don't try to hide that I love Jesus and I think. You're you know, one of
0: those reborn again. What a, did you I'm call a Reborn
1: again.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus has done so much for me that I know he can do anything for you too. Mm. So we're just real. And it's just been so many wonderful opportunities. And I just, every day, I'm just like, Lord, I just. You know, commit this time to you. How can I minister to Peggy today if I know she's coming? Or even Alicia, I'm training my daughter right now, and I'm just so thrilled that she, you know, has trusted me to train her. Because I know when we've worked out together in the past, she's not loved it because I train hard. I like to lift heavy (laughs) weights and I like to do 100 burpees, and she doesn't. (laughs) So I love that she has. Made herself vulnerable with me, and that's how I see it. These women are making themselves very vulnerable to come to somebody and say, I'm going to trust you to help me get in shape. And so I respect that, and I care for them, you know, where they are. But I just pray, Lord, just give me wisdom. You know, what kind of conversation can we have today? How can I minister to them today? You know, let us have transparency. And he's honored that prayer. So it's been awesome. My light's been shining, and so have these ladies that I'm training. Their lights are shining right back at me. Some of them are born again Christians, too. You know, and I've learned that through them coming to me as a personal trainer and then we get to know each other personally.
0: Another way that you let your light shine is you're not just a warrior. I mean if you watch her on Facebook, you'll be like, "Oh my goodness. She's a prayer warrior as well." And yeah. Just to see her her oh prayers goodness. for her family, her her marriage with Rob and her three kids and even her grandkids is inspiring and so that is something that I don 't know if they realize the power of your prayers and what you 've gone to heaven for for them you know I don 't know if they think about that or not but I 've seen that on on this side of the table how you you are a prayer warrior and we know it's impacting them, whether they know it or not. Yes. And I believe it's a testimony to you still being married for 25 years, you know, those mm-hmm. f- fervent yeah. prayers for your marriage and for your children. And so...
2: Thank you,
0: Beth. You are definitely an example of that. And I think that you've learned how the power of prayer, and even if you're not in your grandkids' lives because they've, they've far, they're they far away, that your prayers can be right there, And you don't have to be in their lives daily, but how you can impact and your light is shining and really changing your family history and your family tree because of those prayers.
2: That is my heart's greatest desire, to change the family tree. You know, my parents were great parents, but they were human. You know, we all have wounds and we all have things we're raised with that we just fall into those patterns. But I've been on a mission since I've been in my walk with Christ, to change that that history, to leave a legacy of something better for my kids and my grandkids. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and yeah, on my knees and sometimes in that dark pit, God's light just keeps shining through. He just keeps pulling me out of those places and keeping me strong. And that doesn't just me. it's, I mean, like I said, my circle, my shine girls, my husband and Positioning yourself where you know you can get help, like signing up for a year with Adele for counseling. She put some serious tools in my tool belt that I can use. And when I'm hurting or I have no idea how to handle this relationship with, you know, Christian and Allison since they moved away, it's different when they're far away than when you're day to day in someone's life. Like she gave me some really great tools. So I believe that's really important too for us to position ourselves where we can receive God's counsel or receive truth and wisdom from other people we can't yes. all come from inward we can't yes. all just come from me you need people
1: that's really good so lisa is there anything else that you'd like to tell us i would like to tell you my whole life story <laughs>
0: oh wow <laughs> lisa and i used to ride the bus together and we were we- on bus number 10 with mrs schneider
1: yeah. Oh, every other there. week because she was at her dad's yeah. every other
0: week. So and I remember Lisa eating an onion like an apple what? on the bus one time. <laughs> you were like in fourth As grade. A dare? I don't know. But don't she ate an her. apple. Like we had to bring apples in or onions in for something. <laughs> and she ate it like mm. an apple. And made, she was like, mm, this is <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <good. laughs> Hey, I'll bet it was out of my stepmom's garden. <laughs> We had this killer garden. I grew up on a farm over there, you know. It was probably one of the sweetest onions I've ever eaten. Oh, my goodness. And I'll still eat an onion like that today. I love onions. Oh, my I love Lord. healthy food. My kids and my husband always say, well, if it's healthy, it tastes good to Lisa, even though it does not taste good. <laughs> it tastes
0: good to Lisa because it's healthy. <laughs> What's your one unhealthy indulgence? Because <gasps> Lisa's studying to be a nutritionist. Or wait, what's the right terminology? A I can, I can,
2: certified oh. nutrition counselor, a certified nutrition counselor. So it's there's only so much I can offer to clients. But I just finished the course. I have to take the exams to be praying for me. I definitely indulge in pizza because I, I mean, I did do the alternate pizzas for a while, whether it was the cauliflower. cauliflower. <laughs> and I do love the cauliflower crust. It's awesome. And I could go without cheese on my pizza and just put a, a hundred vegetables on there. I love it like that too. But honestly, to once in a while, I'll sink my teeth into that real bad-for-you dough.
0: Deep crust. You know,
2: with all that cheese and grease all over it. I love it. I got to indulge in it. So <laughs> that, is, that is one of my probably weekly indulgences, to be honest with you. <laughs> I love pizza. I like that. I enjoy
0: that. <laughs> Where do you get it from? Where, where's we, your go-to oh place? Oh,
2: gosh. No, we love Bellaria. We love Cheese World. We love Marie's.
1: Pizza. <laughs> so you spread it around. I really like the cauliflower crust at ours. Oh, me too. It's awesome. That's the only me? cauliflower crust I'll eat. <laughs> Our pizza. <laughs> it's good.
0: If you're having a low carb day. Oh my god. Otherwise, it's I'm it's like, just give me the real either. stuff. Give
1: me the carbs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell um, us how, are you cool. taking new clients? Yes. Okay, tell us okay. how to get a hold of you if you're interested. Listen, Lisa's a bad person. Beep, but <laughs> she's a great personal trainer. And she, if you're not up for being like a ninja warrior, she's still really great. So if you are a beginner, if yes. you haven't done anything for, she's very inspiring and can help you on that journey. You don't have to be like her. So, yes, um, she is taking clients. Yeah. And so, how do we get a hold of you?
2: Well, I have a website and it's uh www.stepbystepwithlisa.com so my son-in-law created a website for me it's really nice he did a great job and on there you could you can learn a little bit about me and you can see what i offer and then you could reach out to me there's a place on the website that says contact so you just kind of reach out to me and let me know what you are looking for And a personal trainer, like where are you in your journey, your health journey, health and fitness, and where do you want to go and how can I help you? So that's what I like is first step, just kind of reach out, tell me what you are looking for. And then I give you a call and we talk about it and I let you know what I could offer you and how we would start. I train either at my house in my home gym or I train at your house and you don't need a ton of equipment. I use a lot couple of equipment. A couple of milk jugs. And- <laughs> but yeah, you don't need a ton of equipment. And I even bring, like I have a couple clients, they go to their homes. I bring a kettlebell or I bring a stretch band or I bring 10-pound dumbbells. But you can start so simple and we could take you on a journey all the way up to phase five of the OPT model I use of power training.
1: Whoa.
2: It's pretty intense. It sounds intense. But we could also start real simple. I train my mother-in-law. She's 83 and she loves me. She thinks Aww. I'm the best thing ever. She does.
0: Roseanne. It's so
2: cute. I love love it.
0: (laughs) Well, it's been great having you here. Thanks for sharing a little bit about your story. And again, if you are interested in a healthier lifestyle, go to www.stepbystepwithlisa and find out more. And even if you're not interested in that, if you are a member of the Upper Room Fellowship, Lisa's light shines and she's bright. And so... Make sure, if you haven't introduced yourself to her, to say hello. Yeah.
2: Thank This has been
1: great. It has.
0: (laughs) Well, come back next week because we'll have another special guest. But it's been fun. And we appreciate our listeners. And have a great day. Bye. 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 Bye.